What are you trying to play? I'm just trying to figure out the bass line to that Paula Abdul song, Forever Your Girl. Oh, yeah, I love that song. I wish I could hear more Paula Abdul on the radio. You can. On WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Really? 88.3. It's all Paula all the time. Awesome. Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and I'm so happy to have John Beer here in the studio with me. Um, John, welcome. Thank you. And um, and and we're going to be hearing some lively tunes today um, for our breaks for the show. And um, what was that? What was that first one? That John? was, you know, I, I certainly hope that uh, I just bought that that CD from the uh, bookstore down downtown. I hope, it's, <laughs> I hope it's working okay. But um, <laughs> maybe it's the cold weather. I yeah, mean, things yeah, are a little. But that that's actually my uh, my sister and brother in law's band, uh, teenager. So uh, yeah, and, and, and available on iTunes or iTunes, iTunes, YouTube, <laughs> As in, and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> did you say YouTunes and yes, so, or New Tunes? Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so, and in the band is teenager. The band is teenager, uh, defunct now, sadly, but uh, their their new band is called Cast of Thousands, Central okay. New York rock. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And um, and we're gonna and and now you said that's your sister or your brother and sister-in-law. My sister and my brother-in-law. And brother-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, maybe we'll fit some of these pieces into your biography here Very as we possibly. get started. Because okay. because you were born in born in Chicago, were you? And then um, no, actually, I I was born in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts, and but I grew up mostly in Central New York, uh, Auburn, New York. Oh, okay. And then at some point you made, well, let me read your short bio and then we'll go from there because there's lots of things we can, we can fill in or say, um, John Beer has, is here as part of the visiting the Zell Visiting Writers series, and um, and you'll be reading tomorrow Thursday at the the Art Museum uh, at about five ten, um, and you'll be reading from your your new book from Canarium, The Wasteland, and other poems. Um, will you also be reading uh, new poems too, or or solely from the book? I will be. John. Yes. Okay. Great. So. Maybe we'll get to that too. Your current projects mm-hmm. and what you've got going on. Great, um, and so and then John, you're also Ish Klein will be reading with you, who also has been published this this year from by Canarium Books. Actually, her second book with Canarium, yes. And and so and she'll be reading with you tomorrow right. as well. And so maybe and who knows? Maybe we'll get Ish on the program in the future. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but but really happy to have you here today, John. Well, thank too. You. And and f- thanks for braving the weather to get here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the landing in mm-hmm. Detroit is always tricky. Oh, I took the train. Oh, you took the train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because now very, very luxurious. Well, let me read your bio. Okay. Okay. Because I keep promising it. 
Okay. John Beer's poems and criticism have appeared in Denver Quarterly, Verse, Make, Chicago Review, The Canary, Crowd, The Brooklyn Rail, War and Peace, and elsewhere. He lives in Chicago, where he works as a theater critic for Time Out Chicago. So that's why I thought. <laughs> it makes well, sense, obviously, yeah. Chicago is the land of everything for John Beer, but that's that's mm-hmm. not so. Mm-hmm. New York was your formative years. That's right, basically. That's right. Yeah, no, I I came to Chicago. I guess I was twenty eight when I moved there, and I've been there now for for a while. So did you did you move from Central New York to the city first, or did you your first big city? was it Chicago and why being from New York state, you mm -hmm. know, like what drew you? Good question. Um, I mean, I I should say I did spend some time in New York. I I went to to college uh, in New Jersey and so I was near New York um, and and spent some summers there. Um, But then I went to graduate school at Iowa, University of Iowa. And, um, and I, and and I, I afterwards spent two years in Greece um, and coming back from Greece, I moved to Chicago, um, in part, I guess, because um, I knew a lot of people from school that were also living there, so it seemed like an easy transition to make. And and were the people that you met in Iowa, was it the workshop there? Was That's it the right. Iowa? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, were they, they, they're from all over. They no, certainly are. Right? right? And, yes. and internationally as well. So it wasn't as if they were just going, going to Chicago. No. It was just by chance. Well, although group... it's, it's fairly common, I think, that uh, people do move to Chicago from I mean, having been, once you're in the Midwest for a little while. It grows on you. It, yeah, I guess. Or it just is great. So yeah. that's not that it, there's yeah. no growing necessary. Right. So why Greece? Um, I mean, was that just a reaction to Iowa or? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! No, I need a little sun. Yeah. I need a little um, fun in the sun. <laughs> no, actually, it, it was it was through the the Iowa program because I was working there for an American poet, actually, the dedicatee or one of them, oh. along with my parents, Mr. Lux, uh, Robert Lax, um, was an American poet who lived in Greece, and his niece is the Connie Brothers administrates the Iowa program, and she stopped me in the hall one one day uh, there and asked me if I wanted to spend some time in Greece, which I did, uh, because it, he, he needed an assistant. And so I spent initially a week, which became two years, ultimately, um, working on the island of Patmos, which is where he lived for from the 60s up through he died in 2000. And so this, the, um, so the poet Robert Lax was very important to your own I would growth say as pretty, a poet? pretty central, yeah. Did you know him then before you went to Iowa, or was it someone that you be- became aware of and then loved, connected to the work? And yeah, it was really it was it was through through Connie, through his niece, that I, I really became aware of his work. I guess um, one one thing that was notable about him was that he had been uh, his closest friend for a long time was uh, was Thomas Merton the poet and monk. Yeah. And um and so I think I think I had mentioned to Connie once that I was that Merton was someone that I was interested in and had 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 read and um and you know not knowing that her her uncle was was close friends with him. So I think that that was maybe the initial connection was uh which I think for a lot of people they they found out about Lax through through, through Merton. Merton. Uh, it's actually it, it's an interesting story that the the, the um, humor magazine 
at uh, Columbia University in the 30s was edited by three students. It was Thomas Merton, Robert Lax, and the painter Ad Reinhardt were uh, running the humor magazine together, uh, which is which is surprising. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, there are there? Co- do you have copies of that, or have you? I mean, did you get the to gesture? See his... Is what it's called? I, I don't know. I don't know if if they are excellent. There's a guy that uh, wrote a book about the three of them. Um, I think called the gesture or something like that. And, I, and, and if they are available, I'm sure he's seen them. So I should and, ask him. But maybe you did you get to see them when you were in Greece? Were they some part of what? Or yeah, because because Lex chose to be an expat. That's right. Um, um, and I, I guess was that was he also working in translation of Greek poetry, or was it just solely no, the place really, he yeah, felt at home? It, it was it was a way to to get away from um, the states. In in part, I think he when he first moved there in the sixties, he was he t- you know, he told me he was um, renting three houses on this island. Uh, he had one house they rode in, one house that he lived in, and one house they received guests in. And that entire setup was costing him $15 a month uh, in the 60s. Now, now, now things changed very dramatically wow. um, while he was there. But, I, but initially, it was, it was in part, I think, a, a place a to— financial. A kind of financial and also, and also a bit of a retreat from the world. I mean, like, like Merton, he had a, a monastic or ascetic side, and I think that it was congenial to him because of that. And and then you also connected to the island as well when you oh, were there. Yeah, I loved it. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Vatmos. I've been to Paros. I don't oh, know. Paros is that is close? Also very beautiful. close. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a, it's a different. If it's a different system, I, I think Paros is. I, I, people can throw brickbats at me if, if I'm wrong. I think it's, it's on Ionian. radio. They can't yeah. reach us from here. <laughs> <laughs> Only when we and walk on the sidewalk later. <laughs> but but Patmos is, is what they call the Dodecanese. It's uh, right by, which is the group that's closest to the Turkish coast. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think this was in the Aegean or I don't even yeah. know. I'm probably mispronouncing yeah. things. But, well, Greece. So did you find yourself also, um, were you, so you were... So did your poetry change while you were over there? Because you said you went over initially to be an assistant, but for a week. And that sounds strange to me. Because yeah. <laughs> what were you going to assist in in such a short time? I, although... Well, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, initially I went over with the thought that there was a very bounded project that uh, he wanted help uh, editing a collection. And mm-hmm. so I, I went over and and, and uh, did that. And actually I came back afterwards. That, that was a, a one-week Vacation, like like vacation slash working working vacation or whatever, what have you, um, and then after I graduated from, with, with my master's, um, I think the initial setup was that uh, I was going to go over there for about a month, and and just continue to help him out with stuff, um, you know, to to do whatever projects we could get done in that time, but uh, ultimately what happened through Connie and her sister, uh, Marsha were able to uh, enlist St. Bonaventure University, which has the Lax archives. Um, they were able to fund me to, to stay on uh, in sort of in- ever-increasing increments, you know, so two months to four months to six months to a year to two years. Um, so I, and I was officially an archival assistant, um, but there, but I was doing a lot of other things as well. Were you doing a lot of your own writing there, John? I, I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh, that that was certainly part of it. Although I, you know, and and, um, and we also carried out some pretty significant collaborative projects, which was very exciting. Um, 
some performance projects in particular that uh, we had we had one piece that uh, we worked on together that was then produced in a festival at, in Geneva, Switzerland. Um, yeah. Wow. That sounds great. And and was the what brought you home again then or back to the states? Well, I think uh, after 2 years of living on a, a little island, I felt like it was probably time to 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 move, to, to get on with things. But uh Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, I don't know cuz well maybe you can say more about that when yeah. we come back from the break okay, to great. get on with things. Yeah. We'll hear what those things are <laughs> and what that means <laughs> to get on with <laughs> with John Beer. You're listening to Living Writers. I'm T Hetzel. We've got Brian Delaney in the engineering chair. Um the book The Wasteland and other poems. We'll be right back. I'm T. Hetzel, and today, John Beer, his book, The Wasteland, and other poems. Um, so we took a short break there with Kanye West, and now we're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John, thanks so much for being here today. Um, we'll go back to talking about, well, well, let's, what were these things that brought you back? And well, I, th- I think in part it was. And this idea of what maybe what you needed to find next. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that I, I did feel as though um, I, I was I was not suited necessarily or, or, or didn't have the urge to, to be an expatriate all my life, you know. Uh, um, and, and I do feel as though <laughs> whatever an American identity might be, that that's, that, that's something that was uh, important. And, and, and you know, um, urban life, is also something that uh, that that I value, um, and so you know, Patmos is a, is a very small place, and and it, it it it's wonderful, and very very beautiful, um, and at the same time, I think uh, you know, as someone in their twenties, it wasn't necessarily everything I wanted. So I um, I, I did decide that uh, to come back and and move to Chicago. And that's and that's when you picked Chicago, and some of your friends from Iowa were there, right? And so that gave you sort of a, a bit of a community, yeah. And and so, what was it like for? Uh, did you? Were, is that when you were also writing? Um, for well, I feel like I saw that you were writing for the Village Voice, but am, am I incorrect? That's, or? That, no, that, that's that's absolutely right. That was actually more recently. I I, I moved to New York um, from Chicago in two thousand six, and then moved back. Okay. In 2008, so while while I was had a, a little stay a few years back, in which during which I was um, 
in part covering theater for The Voice. Okay, and so that, and so that's why you're doing it for Time Out Chicago. Now you're continuing. I've actually been doing that for about a decade. Yeah, um, as a freelancer. Isn't that crazy to be able to yeah, say that now? Yeah, like sort yeah, of. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, but I like it, um, and uh, yeah. So that's something that. I know, and that's now kind of my, my primary job, but um, uh, I was a freelancer for a long time. So what sort of, so that were, that's what you did. You cobbled together freelance gigs when you first arrived in Chicago? I actually, thing? I Is actually that, had a The life of the poet. Too. Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where were you teaching? At, uh, at Robert Morris College, which is uh, a business college in, in downtown Chicago. Uh, so, you know, students would, be, would primarily be majoring in um, business administration or healthcare or uh, they, they, they have a culinary program. But, and, and you uh, were teaching them accounting. And I was, I was teaching them, exactly, exactly, the double book entry. You know, funny you might say that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. uh, no, because um, my, my parents are actually both accountants, and um, they did uh, at, at one point while I was there um, give a pre- they, they, they happened to be in town, and they gave a presentation to, to one of the accounting classes. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I taught primarily uh, composition and literature. And philosophy, yeah. Oh, that would have been fun then. Was, was philosophy your earlier background then? That's is right. your undergrad? That's or? right. My, my undergrad major was philosophy. And I have uh, some fairly... I, I, I am ABD, actually, in uh, uh, at, at the University of Chicago in um, in the Committee on Social Thought and writing a, writing a dissertation uh, in philosophy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So a, that's... A, a philosophically oriented dissertation, yeah. And so what... Uh, to well, I mean that doesn't surprise me from your poems. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let's actually let's take a moment, mm-hmm. and if you don't mind, let's 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 hear a poem. Okay. Let me read on page forty-one here for those following at home. Speak, yon undiscovered towers. Remember how we ran across each other waiting on the L train in hot Williamsburg. I had some undeveloped photographs with which I planned to establish the reign of light, 10,000 years of light. I couldn't quite explain how one and one makes two. It's a postulate. Nobody's interested. There's no profits in houses or anything but war forever. And girls shipped over the border from Moldavia to Oslo, from villages on the fringes of Chiang Mai to Yonkers and to San Francisco, and everywhere that poetry, unwished for, flourishes, a disease of language, while meanwhile I left my papers on the airplane. Did you find them yet? I have a lot to prepare for, repent for, no cats in this vicinity. Slow music is the worst kind of music. The world I speak for can never exist. But Shelley already took care of that. Yeah, Shelley and Charles Bernstein and whoever. And no one saw the fires on the towers. What towers? It was good to see you. Thank you. I think that might be one of the poems that if you're Googling John Beer, you can also have access to online. Yeah, I think it might be at uh, the Poetry Foundation. Is that what? Website. Okay. Possibly. I, I don't want to 
stake my existence on that. But yeah, possibly. But, but people can check out your your. And th there are several pieces. on yeah. the Poultry Foundation website. Yeah, it's and, very nice. And on in that one, because um, are are some of them the, also the recordings of you reading? Because I know there's the YouTube clips of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, I think there are, yeah there's there's the, the, there's a, a growing a growing web footprint. That's true. Do you have a website? John, um, a particular one? Because I, I didn't no, I, find I mean, it. Not, 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 that I, not that I'm aware of. Um, and yeah, not, not anything that I maintain. So you're not blogging or anything like that on a... No, I mean, I'm a little hesitant because uh, there, there's a, a blog called Montevideo, which uh, the poets Joyelle McSweeney and Johannes Gerentsen kind of run along with a lot of other people. And... Um, I'm I'm nominally part of the I'm, I'm I'm supposed to be contributing material to that, but I I, I I'm not always as as responsible. Well, you're only yeah. one man. Exactly. What can, <laughs> I, what can you do? Yeah. Oh, well, well, John. Also, there was um, I thought it was sort of interesting that one of the people um, on the let's talk a little bit about the Canarium, yes, yes. if that sounds good. Um, mm -hmm. Josh Edwards, he he's f one of Michigan's own from the MFA program right. here, and currently the Canarium has an has an office up in I think the third floor of right. Angel Hall, mm -hmm. um, and so this is like one of the bases, but they're also based in I think Berkeley and Iowa. That's right. There's different parts to the Canarium. Right. Can you tell us about how you found Canarium or how they found you? Mm -hmm. Well, there are, you know, there are four editors involved in, in Canarium, Josh and uh, uh, Lin Zhu, uh, who are in Berkeley, and then Nick Twemlow and Robin Schiff, who are in Iowa City. And I had gotten to know Nick and Robin a bit uh, in Chicago um, because Robin was teaching at Northwestern before she got a job at, at uh, the University of Iowa. Um, and so, and we were, we were aware of each other. I knew that, uh, that, that Nick and Robin were, uh, fans of my work. You know, they published some poems in Canary, which was the, the magazine that, uh, predated the you know, Canary. Is the Canary still running as a, a magazine as well? You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for them. My, my understanding is that, uh, that is kind of fallen by the wayside as and the, the books are the, the focus now. But uh, you know, I, I, if they chose to bring out a, an issue, yeah, because it's always such yeah. a, a beautiful looking it's a really artifact nice, it, it of a magazine very, very nice. too. And yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, I, I have to say I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to all of them for their their, their uh, editorial judgments really been impeccable, and the books that they've been putting out. Uh, I mean, you know, not not mine per se, but <laughs> but uh, issues uh, two books Union. And Moving Day are both just really, really tremendous. Um, uh, Todd Marshall's The Tangled Line, Paul Killebrew's Flowers, um, Robert Fernandez's book, which is about to come out, and the title of which I'm I'm forgetting, but uh, but they're all really, really marvelous. And uh, in all, um, this is something I, I've talked to Josh about. I think I think it's really interesting the way in which they're really quite different from each other. And at the same time, there seems to be a kind of a shared sensibility so that formally these poets aren't necessarily going to look that similar to one another. But but at the same time, there's, there is something that uh, one, there, there is a kind of canarium sensibility, which, which seems to me to be really, um, uh, you know, emotionally charged as well as, as kind of inventive. So I, I think, I think they're, they're doing uh, tremendous work, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm a little biased, but but emotionally charged, John. Yeah, I can think you so. can you say more about that? Like, what is that? Well, I think that when you're um, finding that in in poetry or in 
writing. Well, I, th- I think, for instance, I mean, I, I maybe am, am most familiar with uh, with Ish and Paul. We we last spring uh, toured around together on the the West Coast, the three of us, and we're and we're reading together. I, I really was, uh, you know, like like a a rock date or something where we were, um, you know, together for a, for. A, an extended period of time and got to be very familiar with each other's work. Did you travel in a van? Um, we, we should have, we <laughs> should have, but, uh, we, we, I think we were in a rented car. Um, and, uh, and, and both Paul and Ish, I think are, are remarkable for the, um, uh, just, just the openness with which they, they are, uh, dealing with, with issues of, of, you know, great, tremendous loss, and and also, but but also, kind of the you know, registering the the beauty of the world, and um, uh, I I think that they just have very capacious imaginations, the two of them. Um, and I think that's also true of Todd and and of Robert's work. Um, yeah. As well, could we talk a little bit about the theses on failure? Sure. Um, and. And how, because I, I think also that there was a way that, um, um but by the I, way, I, I, I want to, maybe not now, but uh, at some point, no, no, there's a funny story about the, uh, the, the way, the way the, the, the book actually came out, which I thought might be of use to people who are submitting books. So uh, let's hear it. Cause this is, this <laughs> okay. is a first book. Yes. And I guess we never did. Like, I guess they found you because you guys, you were compatriots in some way and they were they knew your work right and 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 you know nick had suggested to me that i submit to you know when they did actually have an, a call for open uh submissions um that you know he said that that uh i should be sure to to send them something and and so i did and and um and the thing was a friend of mine this was one during all his periodic thing you know i i went for you know, ten or eleven years trying to get, you know, feeling like I had a first book of poems ready to be published, and uh, and 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 f- finding that no one who was actually publishing books agreed with me, and uh, and meanwhile, were you trying to place these poems, John, like in journals oh, they anywhere, were, they, yeah, or, they, was, they were or they were being, being published? published yeah, but yeah. okay, but but just but no one wanted to to take it in in the, the full book form, and um and and you know, so I'd go through these, these sort of phases of of, of like. You know, being really energetic and trying to to figure out all the possible you know the possible avenues that uh, um, that that I might be able to exploit, and uh, and I had one friend who had been published by uh, I don't want to necessarily name names, but but had been published by a particular company. Well, no, you and, can. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you don't want to promote them or so, then that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't. I just. I, anyway. Um, but he he had suggested that because they the, the, this place tended to publish uh, and he had been published by by this by this press, and he said you know I'll pass along your your manuscript if you want, uh, but you know they um, they like longer books I don't know I don't know if uh, if that's something that that and I and I thought that's great because actually I have these two book length manuscripts that <laughs> um, yeah that I've been trying to get done for, uh, for for years now I'll put them together and there'll be one really and it, it, it was like one really really long book about 160 160 170 pages and um, and and he sent it off and, uh, and and that didn't work out but I had I had you know sort of gone crazy and and, and decided this is this is how it should, this is how my first book should come out it should be this mammoth uh, thing it, it it it's perfect, right? It it, it all works so well, and uh, and so this is what I sent when Nick uh, <laughs> asked me to send something. This is what I sent to them, and um, 
and and I was disappointed to learn that the, the you know when 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 the decision was made that my book was wasn't getting caught that first year, and uh, and then talking to Nick, he said, you you know, John, why did you send us that? You know, he was you said it was it was it was so, it was just so long that you know we all liked it, but we couldn't we knew we couldn't publish it as it was, and we couldn't agree how it could be made publishable, so you know we just couldn't do it. Um, that was a bad idea. <laughs> you, you, it was it was too big, and so, and so the following year, I slimmed down the manuscript. And how uh, how did you know? I, I, what... I split them back. Oh, to <laughs> yeah. back to their two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said uh, maybe yeah, I, I was wrong. They do not belong together. So <laughs> I guess the, the the big the big piece of advice here is 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 don't do that. Don't don't mash together multiple manuscripts, um, because I, I think you can you can get misled into. Um, <laughs> Not, you know, it, yeah, um, and it sounds like also if everything made it back into the same camp they originally were yeah. from, um, that there's sometimes in the subconscious or whatever you have going on that's making that, and and it's its own thing, its own group of right mm-hmm. that there's something working that unites them right. and kind of trust that even if it's more subconscious, like you're not aware of what, why these are all meant to be and these are so much mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the other. Yeah, well, and and I think that there was there was there was a definite break after you know that, um, I mean, in this book, the the wasteland, <laughs> the, waste, the, yes. one, the one that I, the one that I wrote, very ballsy, <laughs> was um, that came first, and, um, and everything else was written afterwards, and and there was a sense that that was the um, the start of something, and, and I mean, everything else was written in in the shadow of. Yeah, I am going to call this book "The Wasteland Other Poems," and they are going to fit together somehow. So, so it, it is. It is, I think, a unified thing. And we'll hear another when we come back after this short break. Okay, okay John, Great. you're listening to Living Writers today on the program. John Beer, his book, the book we're talking just um, out with Canarium. Well, you've been on the book tour, so out in 2010, "The Wasteland" and other poems. John Beer, I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be right back. <laughs> She put nine hundred dollars on the fifth horse in the sixth race. I think his name was Chips Ahoy. Came on six lengths ahead. We spent the whole next weekend high. At first, I thought that she hit on some tip that she got from some other boy. We were overjoyed. She don't have to work She can tell which horse is gonna finish in first Some nights of painkillers make the floor Came on six lengths ahead We spent the whole next weekend high I love this girl but I can't tell when she's having a good time
Got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor today. John Beer here in the studio. Um, and a shout-out, happy birthday, Edgar Allan Poe. Um, <laughs> in your grave, <laughs> somewhere in Maryland. No, I don't actually know. What Do you know where think, he's buried? I, I think he's buried in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's so grim. It's yeah. like frozen oh. on the streets of Baltimore. This, this amazing yeah. mind. Yeah. Right? But yes. anyway, Edgar Allan Poe. Um, the tintinabulation. <laughs> if only, if only we could channel him now too yeah, a little bit, yeah, right? We yeah. can maybe one day. Okay, who knows what direction living writers will take? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm. Okay. Well, John, thank you so much for being here today. Mm-hmm. And just to quickly mention too, you'll be reading tomorrow um, evening, Thursday at the at the art museum mm-hmm. uh, with Ish Klein, and you'll be reading from the wasteland and other poems. Um, in some new work. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind reading another for us Absolutely. now? Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be uh, very happy to. Um, maybe I'll read one of the sonnets to Morpheus. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, this is a, a sequence. There's about 12 of these. They are, they come in part from, or they're, they're written in the, uh, in the light of Rilke's poems, sonnets to Orpheus, but they're, they're the sonnets to Morpheus. <laughs> Uh, because each of them incorporates at some point a line from the movie, movie The Matrix. That's lovely. Yeah. And and you like working in these connected forms, like the not like the one poem, but these pieces of that, that's poems right. and yeah. larger. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that afterwards I'd a little, love to. too. I'd be glad to, yes. Um, okay, so this is a sonnet to Morpheus. Their music fell into my heart like an unexpected taxi. So what if you're a god? You're not immune to starving once the world decides your voice is innocent. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy. Kansas is going bye-bye. Last night I swam through the gates of Chalk City. Why did you insist I take up this power over you? The power to declare my tokens worthless. The life I live is the only possible life. Here is a handful of snow. Here's an infant. Here's the purest animal, a tooth embedded in a nipple. So I bit to prove I'm more than the sum of my mirrors. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a, a serious poem (laughs) but i wanted to say so the matrix really moved you which was not a serious (laughs) question really but um oh i think it is is it okay okay yeah no i I, I take it i mean it's not and as a philosopher right yeah yeah it's it's not it's not a joke that uh, that it's i mean i I think it's um uh i I take it very seriously uh i mean not (laughs) one two and three or just one no (laughs) yeah yeah well I i mean much as I um, appreciate uh, Dr. West's uh, appearances in two and three, the, uh, the, 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 as a whole, the series really started to take a, take a, take a dive. But, um, but I think the first one, when I saw that, that was really pretty, pretty overwhelming just as, um, as film craft. Um, and, and I think as writing too, especially the, the, uh, the whole first half of that film uh, is, is really pretty, pretty astonishing, I think. So, how how so? Oh, just uh, the the 
the the uh, narrative momentum and the uh, the the way in which the the mystery of it's unraveled and the kind of the, the way that they're able to to balance a kind of archetypal um, story with uh, you know what what for the time seemed I mean, I mean as I recall back in was it ninety nine two thousand I mean it seemed very very au courant I mean nowadays it, it probably doesn't so much but um, you know it it, it 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 certainly you know in the way that say Blade Runner uh, did it seemed like it, it sort of set the uh, the uh, the tone for the future for for up for a period of time right that makes sense yeah I'm th- I'm wondering about like your the lens that you bring to when you're talking about a film and then your sort of your day or night job with this mm-hmm. the theater critic mm-hmm. so how did you s- start um, getting involved with th- that the, the, that the theater yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it was to some degree uh, it was it was entirely fortuitous I mean in that uh, the way it came the way the official job came about was I knew someone who I'd been in a class with at uh, at the University of Chicago uh, this woman was the editor of a an alternative weekly in Chicago and I had decided that I wanted to start writing book reviews. And so I uh, you know, sent her an email saying, asking her if she wanted a book reviewer. And she said, no, we, we have more than enough, enough book reviewers, but we do need a theater reviewer. And, uh, and because the class we had taken was actually about theater, she said, you know, I think, I think you'd be good. You should, you should give that a try. And so I did. And, um, and then um, after freelancing for this, uh, for this paper at New City, for a few years, um, the editor at Time Out Chicago, as they were as they were starting their launch, noticed me and, and asked me to start freelancing for them. And uh, and then I, I got to write for The Voice, which was which was amazing. And, and now I'm on staff there. So um, yeah, it, it was it was not planned. It was something I fell into. And at the same time, I would say that uh, I've had, I think, all, you know, all my life, uh, the theater has been a kind of you know, there's been a strange fascination with it. I, I, I have um, a kind of ongoing uh, interest in poets' theater, for instance, for instance and the, the, the tradition of, of theater by poets. I uh, about uh, two years ago um, uh, curated, put together a month of poets' theater programming in Do Chicago. Do you mean more like something along the lines of the Dadaists, or what poet theater? Yeah. Like, what I mean, are you... Well, well actually, to... you know, uh, interestingly enough, I would say uh, probably, you know, one of the most, or, or if not the most um, uh, formidable practitioner of, of poets' theater uh, is right here in Ypsilanti, uh, Carla Harriman, um, Oh. Who was someone that I, I invited, and, and, she, and she was part of this. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of the work coming out of the—it's it, the tradition that I, I would sort of point to people like 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 Dadaists and um, Stein, Gertrude Stein, um, the uh, Cambridge Poets Theater in the fifties, Ashbury O'Hara, oh. um, and then in the seventies and eighties, the uh, Bay Area work that was done by people like Carla and Kevin Killian, and. Um, Steve Benson and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So she was working out in San Francisco right. and then relocated to Ipsy? Uh, that's right, because okay. she uh, she and Barrett Watton uh, taught at Wayne State for uh, many years, now, and now she's in uh, EMU. Wow, okay. And yeah. so so now, but you started to say something about the 
the the poet theater. Oh, just theory. just that I I had, I had put together a, a, a month long program of this okay. work with uh, with Carla and with um, uh, Rodrigo Toscano and other people. Yeah. And so is that also a way? And oh, you see I'm for sorry, your but yeah. for, oh wait no go yeah, ahead finish well, well and, and and just to plug things I, I'm I'm uh, in the midst right in fact just before this program I, I was doing some scanning uh, for this I'm I'm going to be <laughs> directing a uh, production of um, a sort of workshop production of a play by the uh, poet and very odd writer Raymond Roussel um, the turn of the cent- turn of the 20th century French writer who um, was a big influence on Ashbery and on um, Michael Palmer and Michel Foucault and a lot of other people. And you? And and me, yeah. yeah. And was Ashbery also then a, like a like Because yeah, you're, being, you're always connected to him in things that well, I'm reading about you. Well, I think because so. I, I had the very good fortune. I, I, he very generous. I, 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 I've never met him. but He's, uh, he's blurbed your book. <laughs> yeah. a very, very nice blurb, which I was not... Which was that was a big big surprise. Yeah. Opinion. So yeah. who did who sent him the book, John? It's um, lovely. Yeah, I, I I think that 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 went through um, my friend Fred Sasaki at uh, the Poetry Foundation, who uh, who knows him, sent it along to him. But and he he was. And here I'll read it. it. Since yeah. since we're yeah. saying we don't have to keep <laughs> secrets from listeners, <laughs> only a genius could write a book called The Wasteland and other poems. Well, John Beer is that person. I set out to write a treatise on failure, and it turned out my subject was love. He writes, "Call it my confusion," and then Ashbery ends by saying, "We should all be so confused." Yeah, that was that was very surprising. And lovely, and very and lovely. lovely. Yeah, yeah. So, and I love how you actually like he uses your words within it, and turn it, it turned out my subject was love. So, <laughs> that how did with the like the trajectory of that, um, the treatise on failure, yes. one of the the poems right. too. How did that happen? Like, was what was the realization like for you? Or oh, um, that, 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 yeah, <laughs> I I start start treatise on failure. Well, I, I, I guess the, uh, the the two subjects are often uh, conjoined. I think in, uh, in 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 my experience, and, and probably in the experience of lots of other people. So, um, you know, that was that was a, a, a poem that started as a rewriting of um, the theses on Feuerbach by uh, by Marx. The the sort of the, which is come where where the the sort of uh, uh, emblematic phrase, right? The uh, philosophers have only interpreted the world. The point is to change it. This is you know, Marx's slogan, which comes from that. So, yeah, I was thinking about that, and 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 it was it was a period in uh, dur- during which, um, uh, you know, my personal life was was in some disarray. So, and 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 all things find their way into, <laughs> into the the poems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so and John, how? So from the time that you were in Iowa, I imagine when you were there, you were generating a lot of material. Mm-hmm. Um, are those poems like have are are like what's yourself as in the wasteland and other poems? Is it how is your poet self different, or is it impossible to say? You mean from from say one of the things I was writing ten or ten or fifteen years ago, or and are any of those poems alive in this collection? Yeah, no. It, this is all I, th- I think all dating from um, the years two thousand three to two thousand seven or so, uh, maybe two thousand eight. The the most recent poems in there. So um, 
that 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 that's a, that's a, that's a question I don't have really an answer to. I think. Um, I mean, I I I think that it is different. Um, I feel like as though um, I have a better sense now of of what I'm doing. Um, after I have to maybe. Um, I, 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 there are fewer false starts. I, I think uh, I used to spend a lot of time just throwing things away after after many futile attempts. Um, so, uh, so that's good. I, I, I think I feel happier about what I'm writing these days than maybe I did when I was, you know, ten or twelve years ago. So, do you feel like things are a part of then some sort of more of a whole? Because you feel like you. Well, you know, I'll say one, one thing that, um, that that does strike me, and maybe the sonnets to Morpheus are, are the most obvious sign of this. When, when I was on Potmos, one of the things I did, um, you know, they, we're, we're getting lots of links start start to come together here because this is actually something I heard or, or read about Ashbury, is that he had written a lot of sonnets when he was very, when he was very young, and uh, and so I was like, hmm, yeah, you know, what I'll do is I'll, I'll do that. So I spent <laughs> uh, really about seven or eight months uh on this island uh writing a sonnet or two uh, every day and uh and they're terrible I, I mostly um uh but by the end of it they were they were getting you know they were getting better and um and i think that that uh regimen um but it wasn't always the most pleasant thing to do but uh but i, I felt like at the end of that i had learned something about how how poems fit together or how how you know what, at least one one possible avenue for for uh constructing linguistic art yeah and having sort of that tango with a form yeah it 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 kind of can then you can kind of know what some of your not your that's a dumb metaphor is going to be like some of your dance moves will be with a form <laughs> let's take a short break okay. instead of cool. having me go down this <laughs> this lane of <laughs> this dance metaphor <laughs> yeah. you're listening to living writers i'm t hetzel and today on the program john beer is here his book the wasteland and other poems out with canarium books we'll be back Welcome back. You've got living writers um, here on our beloved WCBN FM, um, and it's good to be here. Yeah, and I apologize with for that John Deere. CD. Uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, it's okay. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't worry. It's like we we've got us. It's it got it. It gave us the idea of a break, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> now we're back. We don't. But I apologize um, to Beach House uh, listeners. That was uh, it's a good song, but uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, actually, we could talk about um, what we were just talking about in the the break, if you'd like. Um, oh yeah, no, I was just and, mentioning that uh, um, 
one other person that that had uh, said some very kind things about the book is Kent Johnson, who is uh, I, I think a really remarkable poet uh, who lives in Illinois. He teaches uh, at um, Highland Community College, and uh, he's he's maybe best known for uh, his involvement with the Yasusada uh, poems in this in, in the late nineties. Poems by a Japanese writer that turned out to be uh, to, to be fraudulent or hoaxes, and um, at any rate, I, I, I just wanted to. I was just going to mention. I, I thought it was really amusing. Uh, earlier today, I saw the the Rumpus, which is a website run by the novelist Steve Elliott, just came out with a, a fairly lengthy uh, review of of the book, in which the uh, reviewer, if I'm understanding him right, is speculating that actually. Um, that actually I, I don't exist and that uh, the whole You're the, whole the latest thing, hoax. It's, 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 it's all a project of Kent Johnson's, uh, which I want to say is actually true. That's I, right. I, I, I'm going to verify this uh, here and now. Yeah. Exactly. You're a hologram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm an actor. I, and... I was hired to represent, uh, represent the book. The, the brainchild yet again of Kent Johnson. Yeah. Aren't we all part of it? Oh, that's, well, that's great. Yeah, well, that's very exciting. It must be pretty fun. Well, well actually, I'll ask you, is it, is it fun or unsettling when you start seeing the different reviews pop up of your book? Like, does it feel like then you become, you're becoming part of the poetic cultural conversation or what does it feel like, John? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you hope so. And, and I think, I think I, I certainly have been, yeah, it's been really nice to see, um, to see what people have to say about it. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, thus far it seems like things have been pretty, you know, people have had, had good reactions, which I, which is, which is really nice. So, yeah. You know what I think um, about the 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 Ken Johnson quote yeah. to go back yeah. to that um, because I was um, <laughs> I think because he in his his quote he's saying because he was trying to take credit for actually um, making your book become more lean yeah. <laughs> or leaner well, which was, you mentioned he was, he was, earlier he's he he pretend, pretending to be the the Ezra Pound to my uh, to my T S Eliot I think is, is the I idea. see yeah. okay. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this blurb of his. Um, he's he's a he's a man of of, of, of subtle insight. I have to say, <laughs> right. it's good you have such friends, John. It's really good. So, does this mean that you have then the second book that's lurking, then and ready to launch for publication as well? Uh, it's 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 in the process. I mean, you know, there is that second book the, the, that I was talking about earlier. That is that that I'm shelving um, for the moment. Was that written that before? Was that, 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 okay. that, that's earlier work, and and I and you know, it is. It's an interesting question, right? I mean, I think I would not want that to appear at least next. I, I think because it's it, it's not. I, I like this book more. Um, and so is I'm that actually, somehow that other self, like what I was trying yeah. to understand about. Yeah, growing well, and being a, a writer, you're a poet. I mean, I, I feel to some degree it's it, it, it's. I mean, you know, it, I like it, um, but I do feel as though, uh, in in some ways, it, it would probably probably be unfair to those poems to put them sort of in the in the out of order in that way. So, uh, or, or you know, it may just be that I'm I'm more interested in what I'm working on now. But I, I have I have a pretty clear idea of what I want the next book to be it's about uh a little better than a third of the way finished at this point so I, and i'll be reading some of that stuff tomorrow and are they are are there also some poems that are more like linked or it's it's actually it's actually a book length yeah book length project a book length poem 
Do, do you want to tell us the title or, or just okay? I'll, yeah, wait, I'll, 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 the title is the title is uh, Lucinda. Um, probably for the typeface or no? That's probably yeah. not. <laughs> you know, that's or, interesting. I, have, I haven't even thought about that. Lucinda Williams. Is, she's amazing. Is she, <laughs> she in it? She, does she, she figure she, in this? She figures into it. She does. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I, I, I'm hoping to go see her. She's going to be in Milwaukee, I think, in February. So I'm going to go, oh. go see her there. And maybe um, maybe you could do some collaborative work. Maybe there can be a soundtrack to these. This well, you book. know, actually, and that's that, that is an interesting point to bring up. And, and in fact, it's going to set us up if if that CD is playable at all. Uh, it, it'll help us up. You know, or in a few minutes, you'll see. But um, and you know, the, the importance of of pop music in particular to to what I to to what I write is. Uh, um, I think I think it's kind of apparent, right? I mean, it's it's sort of, and, and that that is always uh, really important to me. So, um, you know, the why? Pi- the pixies, so why? Um, or the pixies? You started yeah. to say yes. Um, why? Well, I, I think I think in part, you know, I, I was thinking earlier today. Uh, you know, Kanye West, for instance. I, I think there there's no one. Um, there, there, there's no artist in any medium who's doing you know thing, anything more interesting like right at this moment than 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 my dark twisted uh, inner fantasy or whatever, um, and uh, you know in part it's because of the um, um, yeah I, I don't know actually I don't know why but well, no, that, take that, it. I think you know you just, <laughs> <laughs> don't why did you stop yourself um, because I, I I started to realize I did I didn't have an answer um, I mean I, I think I think it's hard to theorize exactly you know I'm not sure that there is a uh, a, a, a a deep reason but it, it just happens to be the case that um, you know I, I think for 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 most of my lifetime the most vital art has been has been pop music uh, it seems like. Um, and so uh, that is, that is really, a, it, isn't that, it's kind of a strange thing to realize or yeah. to th- think might be the possibility really. Exactly. But, and, and it just, it, it seems to be, uh, I mean, you know, and how are you defining pop music though? Because there's been times where I bet you haven't been listening necessarily to commercial radio. Or, no, I mean, I, I, guess I mean, I, yeah. I would like to give a shout out for WCN <laughs> right now yeah. and Freeform. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I mean, yeah. I mean, Freeform at radio is is is, is a godsend, and um, no, and, and certainly, yeah, Clear Channel isn't isn't necessarily going to be the best barometer of this kind of work, but um, you know, um, uh, punk and post punk and mm. indie rock and. Uh, Hip hop, um, you know all this stuff. Yeah, just... all under the umbrella of pop music. Yeah, and... yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because well, like you, you mentioned on page twelve, the Pixies, I think, come in and and where you're going to look like there's um like on the hunt at the Princeton Record Exchange. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I like how like the guy kind of sneers for what you're looking at, yeah. like you're years late or that's, somehow misled or something. That that's just that that that's so completely autobiographical. Um, yeah, no, those. I mean, there, there's a very interesting because I spent a lot of time at the Princeton Record Exchange when I was in college, and um, there's a really kind of ugly town and gown thing going on there. In part, I, I think these guys really resented the a lot of their customers because you know um, um, they were you know students, that, you know, very entitled students. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're really really nasty. Um, to, to, even even if you know you were someone that kind of knew what you were you know doing, 
So that's fine. Yeah, it's funny, but I think that happens in like if any enclave where this people is, are yeah. trying to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just gesture at each other, and, and we're okay. We're here. Um, so in the the YouTube clip um john there's one as you're reading um there's also like the the camera's moving around and um there's a boston terrier in in the the frame i think is that your dog or or no i actually that that's really interesting (laughs) i I have no idea really yeah a boston really i don't think i hallucinated that (laughs) that's that's so funny it's been good today i've been working so i couldn't (laughs) possibly i have uh, Um, cats it's oh um, really okay my uh, my significant other and i have um three cats together, ah. which is, uh, yeah, she, she had two and I had one. We actually just recently merged our households. And so are they getting along then? That by be... and large, by and large, um, it's a lot of cats to have. I mean, when, they, when they all get in one room with you, that's, well, you're outnumbered technically yeah, now. It's a little, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a little unsettling. Now, will there be a, um, like, are are the like is there going to be a book of cat poems or anything like sort of like how <laughs> well you know how, how Jim Shepard and Amy Hempel did the dog oh, poems I was, I was and... more more along the lines of, of T. S. Eliot himself. And, oh right, yeah. of course, of course. I mean, you know, I, I believe his estate is actually, and it's it's now the, by far the wealthiest of any of any poets. I mean, that that's the way to go. He's yeah, cats too. This time it's it's feline or something. <laughs> That would be strange, though, if you keep. Yeah, like, it would sort be of strange. you're like in a wrestle, <laughs> like sort of this ultra world beyond <laughs> life wrestling match with T.S. Eliot yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Probably. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Very. And well, well. <laughs> and John, so what other projects do you have on deck? In just as we wind up here, because you've you're directing, and is there anything else that? Um, that you want to give a shout out to well because you and isha are also going to be reading in chicago that's right well and in, uh, in, in, in uh, saginaw on friday okay saginaw friday yeah and and then in chicago actually uh to tell the truth it's going to ish and and josh edwards and robert Fern, robert fernandez are going to be reading in chicago i'm going to skip that reading because i have to go to the theater uh <laughs> so for your for, for my your, job. your yeah, job yeah yeah, yeah. so um, this is actually, this is a pretty bad weekend for me to be taking, taking time off because this is the weekend that the, the spring season is really sort of opening up in Chicago. So my editor is, uh, forbearing, uh, you know, he's giving me up on Thursday and Friday, but on Saturday I've got to be back. And I think I'm seeing, um, a production of three tall women, the, uh, the all be play. Yeah. So that should be good. Wow. Well, it, John, it's been a pleasure to, yeah, to well, talk it's with been, you. It's been a lot and, of fun to be here. And, and call up anytime or maybe we'll we'll talk again when the next book comes out yes i'd I'd (laughs) love to this is very fun and john beer tomorrow at the art museum the wasteland and other poems um thanks again to brian delaney for engineering for us and also um thanks to mom for listening in florida today at jane and andy's house um john beer his book the wasteland and other poems until next time and also hi to oh. Jeff Clark and Christine if they're here, if they're listening. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Juno. And Juno. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, Christine was just on the program before the holidays. So, okay. And so was Juno. Oh, right. Juno. Right. Oh, yeah. Juno. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
All right. Well, anyway, one more time. You've been listening to Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. And today on the program, John Beer, The Wasteland and Other Poems, out with Canarium Books. Go out, grab the book. Thanks for listening. His teeth as white as snow What a gas it was to see him Walk her every day into a shady place With the lips she said 